Okay, everybody. Good evening. Welcome to Pub Table Racers. This is show number 40. 40. 40. Thanksgiving edition. Was oh, that so, the post? Post, post Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So I did the math, my friend, and by the time yeah, we you're get fatter. to when we get to, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, I'm just, I'm just taller. By the, time, by the time we get to uh, Daytona 500, it should be like our 50th show. Okay, perfect. Think about that. 5500. That's good. Uh, my name is Tim Packman. Sitting next to me is Warren Brosal. And we come from the NASCAR and short track ranks. And uh, we like to think we know one or two things about racing. Uh, we thank you for joining us. Uh, Zoan uh, Goods with us. Hey, uh, your grandfather, uh, your father, uh, started here of his passing. Uh, she's one of our dedicated watchers. Her father passed away the other day. So our condolences to you. So always oh, sorry to hear yep. that. Uh, Jessica Nichols, mom's here from Tampa. Okay, Warren, speaking of the bucket, which you dove into right away. What, uh, why do we have a bucket of Miller Highlight in front of us? Um, because we like ice cold beer. Right. And because we like Miller Highlight because it's Bobby Allison's right. beer of choice and our hero. That's right. Childhood hero. Good friend. And, and still, we both have worked for him. Worked for him and he's still a good friend today. Yes, he is. So, oh, I didn't take a sip. I don't want to. Oh, me either. Oh, that tastes so good. It's like Mr. Food. Oh, it's so good. Because it's free. Because it's free. <laughs> cold and free. From Frank Mathalia. That's what I was going to say. It's still Frank's beer. Exactly. Was... <laughs> Thank you. Two kinds of beer. Cold and free. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and Frank's. Uh, so tonight's show is brought to you by, as always, Lake Norman Patio and Game Rooms on Brawley School Road in Mooresville. Go check out Brad and JoJo. Some great uh, Christmas specials going on. Uh, the Game Room's really good. Everything's... Um, He's got great specials. Uh, I was there the other day. They have all kinds of new furniture, outdoor patio furniture came in. Um, you got to go because Probably he has a lot of good Christmas stuff there. Christmas specials, yeah, a lot of good decorations. You can. It's a great gift because whatever you give, no one else has what you're going right. to give to them. Also brought to you by our friends at the garage shop, Aaron Brown. Uh, go check them out. Some of the stuff they're doing, the builds that they've been doing, yeah. um, the salt flats. Uh, and I got a, a call from Aaron yesterday. He said after we announced our partnership with them. He noticed a spike in his numbers. Nice, his, uh, that's nice. So that's good. So what we're saying, if any of you would like to advertise with us, you can get a spike in your numbers too, and we can help your business grow. Right. And in turn, you could help us. And speaking of helping us, it is the holidays. People want gifts, right, Warren? People do want gifts. They want gifts. And what a better gift to give than something from Pub right. Table Racing. Beautiful hat. Beautiful hats. These killer uh, tumblers. Right. Um, also, we have children's books. We have koozies, stickers, shirts. shirts. Hang them. Not here, necessarily... Hang gift that keeps on giving but it, it can yep. if you put your shirt on and watch us exactly exactly like tom Beatty, his profile picture is wearing our item yeah, so perfect. uh go to our website pubtableracers.com uh check out the merchandise and everything he needs right there here's the deal you click we ship no problem so perfect someone in Ellen, illinois bought a uh, tumbler today we'll be shipping out tomorrow it wasn't a bears fan was well it? i don't know i just said illinois, illinois. i didn't send him a note say hey are you packers or bills bears fan I don't want to offend him. I'm no, no, it. that's fine. That's perfect. Hi, Tara, how are you? The person who got all this started. Oh, my God, Mark Campbell's in there. Dave Nichols, Gerilyn, my sister, uh, spent Thanksgiving with her and her husband and the zoo, three dogs, three cats up in Richmond. You had a good Thanksgiving, I saw? It a great Thanksgiving. Good. Just the family here. Perfect. You all ate well. Yep. Okay, so tonight's show. We had turkey, not well. You what? what what's well? Is that As well. Oh, okay. As well. <laughs> you ate well. We ate turkey. <laughs> You ate well. You ate good. <laughs> I'm using proper English. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, you didn't eat well. You ate good. How's that? Is that better? Perfect. You ate plentiful. Good. Plentiful. <laughs> Bender's in the house. That's good. I uh, love my PTR side. Brittany. Wow, Brittany from Apps and Taps there. My aunt Steph. Boy, they're all just jumping in here tonight. Um, so tonight's show, uh, we got some news to talk about. And then if you're into IndyCar, Sprint Car, Midget Car, Racing pretty much anything open wheel open wheel um, Andy Stapp is coming on and he has a very rich storied history his family does an Indy car racing He's also a wheel man who's been in the sprint cars and midget cars raced with Tony Stewart Jeff Gordon back in the day And we're going to talk with him. He worked at Dale Earnhardt Incorporated with us uh, Ganassi and now he's at Detroit Speed and building some pretty cool cars there. So hot rod place hot rod, really so, uh, top of the line hot rod top place. of the line right here in Mooresville so. Yeah um, so if you're that, we're gonna have him on. We're gonna touch upon the news real quick, and then we're gonna probably bring... nothing under about a hundred grand at that place. Oh, so I could get two or three things easily, right? Sure, I'll stop in tomorrow and do a Corvette for me. 
60, a split window. That's my favorite. You get the window. I get the window. I keep, I, maybe I can get the little mile. Not even both of the split windows. You can have one of the windows. Probably can't even afford that right now. But that's okay. Hey, if you people buy enough merchandise, we can do that. How's that for a second? Hey, everybody. This is Tim and Warren from Pub Table Racers. A lot of you have been asking, hey, what other merchandise do you have? We have hats, t-shirts, stickers, kids books. We have it. Let's just show them, Warren. Show them the hats real quick. Hats. So they're the white, vented. Right. Back, snap back, trucker style. And they come in what? small, medium, and large. Depending on how you snap them, that's good. Uh, also, we have our black t-shirts, pub table race t-shirts, in large, extra large, and double XL. Warren, we also have left. Which ones we have? These are the heather gray. The heather gray. Heather gray. Very soft. Nice. Good. So I have, have those. On. We have you have one on. My tonight. favorite. That's it. We have those available. Also, uh, people ask about the uh, children's book I wrote, award-winning, award-winning children's book. I can say that. This is the paperback version, uh, and this is the activity book for kids. If you can see that. And also, what do we have? Brand new, Warren. Stickers. stickers. Three bucks, you can get a sticker. You can put it on put your, your notebook, your, notebook, your motorcycle, motorcycle. Your, right, sure. Your, your, you can put it on your bucket of beer, whatever you right. want to do. We don't care. So uh, check us out. It's on the website. Uh, the store's right there. Log in, order. We'll ship it right to you. So there you go, folks. Pub Table Racers. Racers. Merchandise. Thanks. All right, how about the news? Let's talk about Corey LaJoy, mm -hmm. uh, former guest of ours, friend of the show. He, great kid. Great kid. He landed yep. on his feet. So he signed, they announced he signed with Spire Motorsports. So that team is now going to have two cars uh, next year. And uh, I think that's a good move for him. What do you think? And I think it's a great move. Let's uh, uh, elaborate on what Spire is. Mm -hmm. Spire was the Joe Falk. No, that was that was he was with GoFast. Okay. What what was the what was the uh, the ninety five? It was the Levine. Levine. They bought the Levine, the Levine Levine Charter. It correct? was the Levine Charter that right. went to that other market. Spire's a marketing. Spire marketing company. Started a marketing company. And now they have two cars. Right. So now they're involved in a hockey team. Minor league hockey team. They're involved in uh, track promoting, and also now they have the team, and they have one win to their credit. Uh, Justin Haley at Daytona in the rain later. Hello, Marianne. Hey, Cuz, what's up? My sister Cheryl, uh, Johnny, a little Johnny trailer trash. Perfect. Um, so Corey Joy goes there. I think that's good. He's 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 an up and coming driver. He wants to be up running up front. Inspire wants to be running up front as well. So. Hopefully the two of them can grow together and right. go fast. See what they put into it. Sure, that's exactly what it takes. Uh, AJ, AJ Allmendinger, uh, colleague racing, announced that he's going to go full-time, not just part-time, in the Xfinity Series. He had two wins last year. I think it was the Roval at Charlotte, and he had uh, Atlanta, Atlanta Motor Speedway. He did, he did win on a, a yeah. Oh, he, uh, he went, went on, on a Oval, oh, which is rare for him because he's a road course guy. Uh, Mike Wheeler is the crew chief over at Trackhouse Racing. Team which is out of affiliated with Richard Schultz Racing and uh, Suarez one over there as the driver. So look for that to see what they're going to do. Uh, we still don't know where Ty Dillon. He's kind of still out there. We don't know what he's going to do. I heard he had meetings with some open wheel teams, not in NASCAR. He might do some road racing of some type, but we'll uh, see where he ends up. There's still a little bit of time, but where do you think he ends up? Speculation at all? I I don't think he ends up back in NASCAR. No, I think I, he goes. I think he's I won't say done, but right. he's done for now. Yeah, he's just taking a break and yeah. he has it, another opportunity. It, 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 why get in something that's subpar right. and, you know, really end your career? Mm -hmm. You know, when, I'm not saying the 13 was even subpar, but it wasn't, you know, it's not. They a ran place. where they ran. They ran where they ran. No matter who you put in that car, they're going to about run where they run. That's just the way it is. Perfect. It's, that, that's the way it is. Okay. Uh, I've got a note from my sister. Uh, we are about to have your Perry's ice cream in a hot fudge sundae. So Perry's ice cream is what I grew up with, and we were at a Wegmans, and my people in Buffalo know this, in Rich, outside of Richmond, and I made a scene when I saw my favorite ice cream was in the on the shelf there. And, um, Wegmans is a grocery store. Grocery, you Wegmans is a grocery store. Okay, is, Wegmans is a grocery store. I was store. in a pick and save, <laughs> which is a grocery know, store. Did, but did you know what that, did you know that? Yeah, I did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, for my ice cream fans, my Parish fans, it was in Virginia, and I made quite the scene. I was so excited to get it. So my sister's now taunting me with a hot fudge. I was in a roundies. Uh, wheels. I'm sorry, uh, Elizabeth Prestella as the 23 crew chief. I'm sorry, Mike Wheeler is over at um, the Michael Jordan deal. I got my notes wrong. Okay. Well, I'm just screwing up all over tonight. I'll be all right. 
Um, also, the computer was updating Lots itself. Of I was. All right. So also, um, uh, Rowdy Harrow, we have to talk about him and his wife, uh, just got married. Uh, he worked at Hendrick Motorsports. Him and his wife were killed in the car accident. Terrible news. Terrible news. And the keys uh, on the car accident. And they just got married. And he was 30. She was 23. So our condolences to Hendrick and both of their families. And all family, yeah. Yep. And also. And guys uh, over there. I mean, I didn't know him, but I'm sure. Uh, I heard nothing but good about him. He was the he life was. of the team. And yeah. always seen smiling and a positive person. That's what you want on your team. Uh, Morgan Shepard came out. He's got the early stages of Parkinson's. So uh, we wish him well, as well as we hear that. And, and then roller skating for him. Roller skating, that's right. <laughs> he, he certainly had his fun with those roller skates. Roller skate at Bristol. Sure, he just would just roller go around. It was, it was good. Hit a rock. It was good. You know? he fell, wiped out one time. He crashed. Yeah, like yeah. So the Travis Mack is over at um, Trackhouse. Sorry about that. Okay, we got it together. Travis um, Mack is where? Over at uh, Trackhouse. What's Trackhouse? Trackhouse is that new team with the Childress affiliation. Okay. Because uh, Travis Mack was at JR Motors. Right, so he jumped over to Trackhouse to get back in the Cup Series. And that's with who? Uh, Suarez is the driver. New team. And new team. Is Trackhouse a new team? Yes, it is. New, new yeah. Who yeah. owns that? Uh, I'm not sure who owns it, but Ty Norris is uh, heading up the operations. All right. So he's back at Chevrolet there. Hi, everybody. This is Tim Packman from Pub Table Racers coming to you from Lake Norman Patio and Game Room. I'm coming to you to one of their awesome, incredible pub tables. I'm here with the owner, Brad Dome. Brad, one of our uh, sponsors of the show. Brad, uh, let's take people around and show them exactly what it is you have here so great our, idea. our viewers and uh, website followers can know what you have to come down and get some of these great items. Fantastic idea, Tim. Okay, thank you. Yeah, this is one of our top sellers. That is all powder-coated cast aluminum. Okay, comes with four swivel bar stools. Gotta have the swivel. Gotta have the swivel. Actually, a nice footrest down below here to demonstrate that. Uh, this is great 42 inch top with an umbrella hole for your nine foot umbrella. That's an Adirondack style bar chair. Again, a swivel bar stool, Tim. And that comes in many different color options. There's a few of the color samples right on top. It's marine grade polymer and uh, maintenance free, uh, lifetime warranty. Amish made, Tim, one of our best sellers. Okay, here's a nice uh, outdoor. Fireplace, you call it? Well, a that is a room? propane fire pit, okay. Tim. Uh, commercial grade, high BTUs, all weather uh, unit. Of course, comes with uh, optional uh, colored glass, which we'll, we'll actually throw in and give you. Ooh. And many different options on seating around the fire pit. Very good. So the Adirondack chairs like we see right here? Yeah, we sell a ton options. of those. Let okay. me just go over here. We just got a, about 50 of these in the other day. 50 of them? These are folding Adirondack chairs with a lifetime warranty out of the marine grade polymer. We have some different uh, pub tables and uh, bar tables outside, Tim. This one's nice. Everyone can sit right at it together. Yeah, that's a very nice uh, stainless steel. Mm -hmm. Of course, painted in any color you want, uh, built in four seats. That's one of our balcony chairs. It's a little shorter than a standard bar chair. And of course, Chase lounges. All different color options on those. 20-year warranty on the Chase lounges. Okay. One of the many bars that we sell, Tim. This is a smaller one, uh, a four-footer. Comes with swivel bar stools. And you can do any color combination. Look at that. That's great. A footrest. Yeah, really great little unit. And uh, we sell a lot of those different colors. These are the bar hide chairs, Tim, in the poly. Here's a uh, vintage bumper pool table that just came in. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's a video game over here with 60 arcade games built in. For sale? For sale. Oh, Everything in here is for sale. Okay. We do a lot of deep seating as well. Uh, sunbrella fabric, which is all weather. Perfect. And uh, lots of options here, Tim. All right. Well, do us a favor, Pub Table Racers. Go to lknpatio.com. Check out all the great things. If you're in the Mooresville, Lake Norman area, come out on Zambrali School Road. Your canvas back and over. Come in, see Brad and JoJo, and tell them. Pub Table Racer sent you. Thank you, Yes, Brad. Joe. Thanks, Tim. See you soon, everybody. How about the F1 race? We've got to talk about that. Oh, okay. Well, the first two laps. First two laps, yeah. What a wreck. What an, I mean, I hate to say the word amazing, but it was just incredible. What's how he's pronouncing it? Uh, Ronan Gro Grosjean. Grosjean goes through the bar barrier. Car splits in half. They go over to put it out, and he jumps up out of the fire and over the barrier. Like a miracle. 
the halo they yeah. said did its work that's where i'll go with that that's, that's it because I'm, i don't want to i'm not even going to go any further with it, it the guy is just lucky that's pure luck right pure there. luck right there pure, so it wasn't his time no um if you believe in guardian angels he had one there guardian yeah. something helped him out of that car yeah. perfectly you because know? he popped up on right. it and you wouldn't expect that uh, Justin Marks is the owner of uh, Trackhouse. Thanks, everybody, for helping us with the oh, show. Oh, that's that team. That team, yeah. Sorry. We got a little fun off tonight, we got, but we're going to be okay. Okay, that covers it. Oh, Snowball Derby. I've been a little off my life. <laughs> uh, Snowball Derby's this weekend in uh, Five Flags Five Flag Speedway in Pensacola. Um, premier event. A lot of the heavy hitters are in there, so it's going to be interesting to see who comes out on that. And... Um, if you win that one, they say you've won the best of the best in the short track late mile races. So okay, we'll see how that goes. Are we ready to bring our yes, guests on? Bring them on. Jeez, can tell. Okay, our guest tonight. Let's bring up Andy Stapp. Andy, come join us now. We we touched upon it at the beginning, but Andy. Oh, he's gonna wear. It. That's fine. Uh, Andy uh, has a his family has a rich history in the um, ranks of. IndyCar racing? Here we are in North Carolina. I'm going to wear this thing. Right? I understand. Our governor. <laughs> okay. That's out of here. All right. Thank you very much. Jesus. <laughs> Unfortunately, he wasn't out of here. Mask is out of here. And and here we go. There's no filter on this guy, so strap in, everybody. Andy, first of all, welcome. Can we interest you in a frosty cold beverage? I will take you up okay. on that. Great. Okay. Mr. Mr. Allison. That's right. So and my uh, childhood buddy, Bobby Hillen Jr. Drove That's right. One of these hot rods. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Gentlemen. I take steps. Good to have you. Uh, okay. It's good to be seen and be out. It's good. I, I was like, big A, Dave. Oh, that was kind of dramatic. <laughs> all that. I see Chanette like, yeah, here we go. Passed on the road. Take a minute. Right? <laughs> lunchtime. All right. You know, all right, Andy. So we, we talked about, so first of all, talk about your, your family, your family's uh, involvement in racing. As a kid, you grew up in a race shop where you had some incredible people come through there that our household names in the racing industry. I've been rather spoiled. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, my dad and my grandfather. My grandfather started it all. His he name? ran. His name was Babe Stapp. Babe Stapp. Okay. His real name was Elbert Achilles. He hated <laughs> Elbert Achilles. Everybody sure. picked on him, called him Egbert. He right. hated that even more. Sure. So, an uh, announcer, and I believe it was Legion Ascot Speedway on California, tagging with Babe at a really young age. It looks like a young kid here. It looks like he's not even old enough mm -hmm. to be running these cars. And um, he liked that a whole lot better than Elbert, so it stuck. Now I'm gonna back up a little bit farther. His father's name was Achilles Pitkin. I could have been Achilles Pitkin Stapp the fourth. Mm. My oldest son, I'd have tagged him with it too. He just stuck <laughs> with it. Passed on the yeah, we rocked it on. <laughs> but uh, so my grandfather ran. Oh, he ran Indy cars. He ran big cars. He ran sprint cars. He ran some midgets back in the post-war days. What years did he run Indy? Just off the top of your head. He ran in three decades, but Jeez. the Speedway was shut down. He ran 14 consecutive years, but right. the Speedway was shut down for the World Wars. So there wasn't anything going out there because it was an Air, actually an Air Force training base for a while. Mm -hmm. So he started, I have pictures from 1930 and 31. Wow. So I think he started, I think 30 might have been his first year. In 39, he qualified, 39 he finished fifth. 30-60 he qualified in the middle of the front row, so he was second fastest. And in those days, attrition was a huge issue. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. They, man, they were like locomotives turned into cars, and um, they ran for a while, and they broke. They'd stop, fix them, they'd relief driver. He used to tell me stories about the bricks. Indy's called the Brickyard. It was actually bricks all around the whole entire track. He would say that you'd be running along, and the steering wheel would vibrate so much that your hands would get so numb that it felt like you were holding on to an inner tube. The steering wheel felt like it was yep. so huge because your hands were numb from all the shaking and vibration. Interesting. So they change out drivers every now and then do a relief driver because the guy's got to stand you up. You thought they would have went out there and ground the track. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Well, they didn't have a driver's so, union. Wait, 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 wait. So sure, those bricks right over there could have been raised. Yeah, I'm sure. Your his, grandfather went drove His whole family was down there. Those are likely to have been original. Yes, absolutely. Picture of my grandpa in when Eddie Rickenbacker was actually laying out and making the speedway. Uh-huh. My grandpa jumped in a guy's old bobber sprint car, pair of aviator goggles, uh -huh. no helmet, no nothing, out there rolling around the track just checking it out, hair blowing in the wind, I mean cool needle picture, yeah. and just bottling up having a good time out there. 
he and Rickenbacker were really good friends. And Eddie had come back as a World War One ace. Yep. And was a absolute hero. And those guys that raced in those days, the character. Oh yeah. One of the things we're lacking nowadays. Those guys didn't have filters at all. They were bad ass dudes that were. All they wanted to do was go racing. Right. And they didn't have to worry about keeping sponsors happy. They didn't have to worry about. They were there to race, and they could be their real personality, and they could be the real thing. Perfect. And, and that's, I'm sorry, but that's something the old, like uh, that. That's the old, uh, uh, ships are made of wood, men are made of steel. Right. Exactly. Look at you pulling off the same. Back uh, when the drivers were fat and the tires were skinny. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I messed my time frame. Men were men and sheep were nervous. So... Listen to you guys do the introduction of the all the news. Not even 20 minutes in. I was all nervous coming into the vlog. Yeah, we knew you were going to fake that. They messed that up bad. I can't. Troy Prince says hello. Hey, hi, Troy. haven't seen you for a long time. Okay, so your grandfather raced, and then your dad carried on the tradition? My dad carried on the tradition. This is all Indy car racing, right? Sprint cars. Dad was sprint cars. My grandfather also promoted early NASCAR races with Big Bill France at Arlington Downs, Texas. Uh, he did a lot of the early NASCAR races down there. The, the history sitting here. I hope you guys join the history sitting with us tonight. Yeah. It's incredible. No, no, no. They were the history. You're part of. I'm the right. I'm the underachieving yeah, black sheep. You would be a historian. historian. Yeah, there you go. Yes. There you go. Very good. Just like that. Wow. Are you familiar with three beers and I'm yeah. done? I'm, I'm done. Done. genius. He's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Guinness. No, that's <laughs> that's Irish, and you're not. <laughs> so you're saying Donald Davidson works worked for USAC forever. He is the historian on IndyCar stuff. Okay. He currently has an office in the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum. Donald used to push me around in a quarter midget at the USAC office because I climbed into his one lobby. Right. He pushed me all over everywhere because he was just a cool guy. Now he's um, a little bit longer in the tooth, a little grayer in the hair. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable memory of all sure. the things going on, and that guy is the statistician that can tell you pull things out of the air, and it's just all the accurate mm. numbers on everything. Beautiful. Um, so you're talking about historians. Yeah. That's the benchmark. That's the guy. Going to be a historian, yeah. and I'll never get there because I've hit my head way too many times. Sorry, these cards. So and um, okay. I can't remember. Why. So your 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 grandfather, then your dad raised. Yes. Right so where where's some who are some of the drivers that he might have. Sure, track. Oh, you're working right. that direction, are you? Heck yeah, I am. He, um, well, he and this A.J. Foyt guy, they kind of grew up together. Right. They were friends mm -hmm. at a young age. Uh, they both left California early on in my grandpa's uh, Cameo Chevy pickup truck with a trailer and a tire pole on the back of it, a toolbox in the back, and neither one of them were 15 yet. I take it back. <laughs> Foyt was 15, Dad was 14. Right. And they left California with cash and a race car and Driving. went back east. Oh, yeah, yeah, they went back east racing because okay. everybody out west knew their age and they could right. lie about it back east and they could race. And so, yeah, that's a pretty good accomplishment. I mean, it wasn't like we had, they even had Route 66 back then. Right. I mean, you had to deal with some serious roads sure. and some weird stuff, and they just went off and did it. Um, Mario Andretti drove for Dad. Um, Poncho Carter was the whole time I was growing up. Poncho was their mm -hmm. driver. We won multiple championships with him. He grew up around one of the coolest guys ever. I mean, the ad guy was just a blast to be around. Um, it's like you say, hard they have, these guys have personalities. Sure, they're, and they're legends still. Legend be, because they're, you know, and I, I, I remember watching Poncho Carter growing up when I was a kid too, so, you know, I'll say it like this. He was kind of a weapon, yeah. you know what I mean? <clears throat> But he was fun to watch. Yeah, he's fun to watch because the guy was a go-getter. Oh. And and when you're saying he, oh, he's a great guy with a great personality, you know, that's the kind of stuff that you you want to hear because when you watched him race, he raced like he had a personality. Yes, right. you know, he, he he raced hard as nails and and went after everything. And that, I, I, it's great stuff. When he didn't win, he was pissed until the next race. And sometimes when he didn't win, he was pissed through the next race. But he showed up <laughs> the next race. Poor, poor everybody in front of him, huh? He got hurt in a IndyCar test in Fletcher's IndyCar at Phoenix. It broke a half shaft, so the car turned and went through the inside guardrail. And there it was Armco with posts. Mm. And by the time that aluminum tub got done beating through the Armco and the posts, it was less than 12 inches across where his hips were. Mm. So crushed his pelvis, crushed his hips, destroyed his right leg, just did a number on him. 
So he got out of the hospital and he was determined he wanted to go sprint car racing. He wanted to get back in the car. He was much lighter and smaller. His right leg did not work where he could rotate his ankle and push the throttle pedal. He had to lift his whole leg up and down. Now you sit here while we're doing this, lift your right leg yeah. up and down for a 25, 30 lap. Well, we haven't ran 40 lap. Right. Back. Right. So a couple hundred times. First race back was uh, Indianapolis Raceway Park. And I got a few really cool things that came of this. Because he got hurt, you know, now everybody's race car has a quick release steering wheel. Yeah. We had the first one of those. And we oh. had to do it before Poncho. So my dad took one of my quarter midget hubs that had a knockoff pressure plate and a wing nut and mounted that to the steering on a lead power steering unit and then splined the inside of it so it mounted down, bolted down, and then that wing nut and that pressure plate held the steering wheel in place. USAC was very nervous about this at first. Poncho had a chunk of aluminum in his fire suit, so if things went wrong, he had something to knock that wing nut loose with. Okay. He could tighten it and he could loosen it. But he liked a huge steering wheel in that car. He had a lot of leverage and your hands moved and you could control things so much better. And with that big steering wheel and the fact that he was diminished in his muscle they're worried about because he got hurt so and all that. So we had this big steering wheel, so we had to come up with a quick release. No, I wasn't worried about getting him out. He couldn't get in and out of the car with his leg the way it was. Okay. So the struggle. So dad came along and we built a, dad had some really cool things. I mean, absolute unbelievable genius stuff he's built in the race cars through the years. But for Poncho, he built a throttle pedal that pivoted all the way back underneath the seat. Now a sprint car, you sit upright like we are here. So your foot went, his foot went in the throttle pedal and had a hoop over the top of it. Linkage came off of that. And he would sit there and lift his leg up and down. Mm. Well, at Indianapolis Raceway Park, we didn't have enough throttle spring on it. Middle of three and four has a little dip in it, so you'd sail it off in there. And when it settled in the dip, his foot went down and the throttle was wide open across the middle of the corner. And he only won at IRP, first night out. Wore everybody out and won his first race back. After being hurt like that, After being hurt just that day, and all the new stuff and having to lift <clears> his leg up. So he's in there kind of running the steering wheel with his left hand right. and working his leg with his right hand because we didn't have enough turn spring on it. That's determination. Win the race, so doggone tired he couldn't get up out of the thing, just worn out, wringing sweat. Mm -hmm. And Dad had told him earlier, he says, if you get uncomfortable, things are wrong. He says, man, pop this thing out of gear and shut it off on the back stretch. And as far as everybody knows, we blew a motor up. Right. And we're good. We're not out anything. So now, instead of all that neat option way out, now he just went out and worried about out and won the thing. So the next day was Winchester. High banked half mile, you're hauling around there. Mm -hmm. Well, we didn't have enough return spring for IRP. You got all the banking, whole lot of return spring for the banking. He won Winchester the next day too. Like hands down, checked out, gone away from everybody. The great Jerry Weeks was a metalsmith in Indianapolis. Jerry okay. Weeks drove some really good race cars. Jerry Weeks was a hero sprint car driver and just a really great guy all the way around and talent out of control. He could make anything. He did all the aluminum bodies for everybody. They went in a corner and Poncho went around, went underneath Jerry going through the corner. And the sprint cars of those days had side panels down low. You could see the driver in the car. Poncho steering with the left hand, turning that baby through the corner and pushing down on his leg because we had too much return spring now. And now his he leg's got to throttle out. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to push the throttle down to make this baby go through the corner. He goes underneath Weeks. Weeks looks over and realizes what he's doing. Jerry talked to himself for two laps and rolled into the pits and retired right there on the spot. <laughs> he says, I'm doing everything I can do. Scared to death thinking on this thing right around here. Okay. That guy's let right. go of the leg. He pushed that throttle down harder Perfect. to beat us. And he says, I don't have that kind of desire. I'm not wired that way. Beat me at one hand. I don't And Jerry went on and hammered aluminum body panels and still does perfect. this day. That's perfect. So that's the kind of world we grew up in. Yeah, uh, right. Greg Weld, Weld Wheels. A bunch of pictures popped up on Facebook recently with Greg driving one of Dad's cars. They were really good friends. Dad mm -hmm. crew chief for him at Indy. Got him through his Ricky test. 25% nitro to get him qualified and get him in the show so that maybe to handle down straight away because he wasn't rolling the corners fast enough. And, um, you know, you've got to do what you got to do. <laughs> right. They handle it straight away. The rest of them Perfect. And nitro was legal back yeah. then. Yeah. 25% yeah. yeah. right. was extreme. Okay. So... They got to play with some really neat race cars growing up. Right. I grew up, we talked about this before, I grew up in A.J. Watson's shop. Dad A.J. Watson. A.J. Watson built the Indy cars and the roasters. Mm -hmm. All the beautiful roasters, Foyt won and Watson roasters at Indy for right. years. But um, Kuzma, Curtis, Watson, 
and a few others built roadsters, but AJ had some of the neatest ones going. California guy, flat top, gray hair, same guy his whole entire life, never changed, absolute blast. And I grew up because Dad worked for him for a while and then had his own shop, and we'd go over there. I grew up on A.J. Watson's shop with his drivers hanging around Such and the heroes from those days. AJ Foyt, oh, Mike Mosley was one of his right. superstars. Um, Gramps, oh, dear golly. This old age stuff, and you hit me on the spot. You probably <laughs> got to do better at some of these names. <laughs> you probably um, work through a little bit. Okay, like a bunch of them, any kind of guys. Yeah, that want a bunch of shit. They're really oh, great. Bad things that were this. I mean, those <laughs> cats have run roasters <laughs> and uprights and everything. Right. Else. So, you other guys that you were around, so you had these guys that were heroes to so many, and to you it was an everyday occurrence to just run into these guys at shops and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it. As odd as it is, my kids get to do that now. Okay. My kids run into Justin Allgaier, right. run into him places, and they're out with their friends, and Justin will come over and talk to the boys and sure. call them out by name and come see them. Yeah. Their friends are like, holy shit, Justin Allgaier <laughs> just came over and talked to you first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, he was on the telephone. He stopped the phone call. Come, yeah. right, it's fine. But, um, we went back when we were all at DEI. Junior had an RC race going on out of his mm -hmm. place with the quarter scale radio control cars everybody had one and i built some cheater cool stuff for tony jr's car so we went out there to play with it shocking yeah amazing it spent probably two days of mm -hmm. dei time building cheated up also so shocking radio control car parts <laughs> it's a good you know, time that yeah, was fun a lot of, yeah. of projects that was r d it developed up in the right. big car parts r d for yeah. something exactly i mean it, it all correlates so we went out to juniors and took both boys with me mm -hmm. They didn't think anything about the fact we were going to juniors. They were excited to see Tony Gibson and Tony Reed Jr. Got it. They knew those guys really well. Right. Juniors, you know, he's the guy that drives the thing, but they didn't really, it wasn't like they were hero worshiping him. Yeah. And speaking of hero worshiping, I got to point out, Yeah. I got my little buddy's shirt on. Who's that? That's Kyle Larson's okay, kid. Got it. That's Owen Larson. Larson. That yeah. is the next superstar okay, racing kid coming up. Uh -huh. His dad, not too bad. He's done okay. Dad kind of gets a job he's, done. He's, he's done not okay. bad this year. But my money's on Owen as he gets up here, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be that old old guy. I knew that kid when he was in diapers, <laughs> and he was fast like, then. Like so there's gonna you. be a there's gonna be an Owen, right? A Cash, Cash, um, and a Brexton. Brexton, yes. yeah, yes. Are they all about the same, or is Owen a little bit younger? Owen's a, Cash, right. I think Owen's a little younger. Okay, because Cash and, and Brexton are already racing. Midget racing. Other. It's yes. each other midget racing. And, yes. yeah. and the, the, the Victorian picture is like a who's who of what is out there. Boyer's yeah. kid and uh, mm -hmm. Kyle Bush's kid. Yeah. Yep. Start I'll early. Put, I'll put my house deed and everything else on Owen. <laughs> Not only is he just the coolest doggone kid. Okay. That little bugger's going to get the job done. So <laughs> we're going to bank it. We're going to bet the whole entire farm on this deal. Um, you guys can have, you can take your choice in anything. You want to do. Perfect. It's a nice great. house. I want to be with Dyer. I'll watch it on whatever racing's on. So you're, you're around these shops. At what point, what were you doing? Were you working on any of the cars then? Were you helping out in any way, shape, or form? Or what was oh, your capacity? Dude, I was uh, born into the family racing business. So um, as a kid, I was taking care of our cars that Poncho was running. Mm -hmm. Dad was busy enough building everybody else's cars and keeping everybody else's stuff going and sending out parts to everybody. So I did a lot of the maintenance and work on ours. Um, my grandpa owned a car wash in town, so we get back and my one of my first jobs is to take thing over to the car wash, pull all the body panels off of it, right. clean it all back up, get it ready, back to the shop, do the maintenance, and get everything ready mm -hmm. to go. Now when we went to the racetrack on the weekends, yep. we had so many swinging dicks hanging around. Everybody come yeah. because Poncho was winning all the time. Sure. And everybody come hanging around. Helpers. Helpers, 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 yeah. Yeah, and you couldn't get, I mean, you work on a baby all week long, but come race weekend, right. not only was I not old enough to be in the pits, I'm mm. getting kicked out of the pits regularly, <laughs> but I can't get around our own car because everybody else is there to help out. Got it. So I would go find other guys to help. Got it. And it was fun. Todd Snyder and I grew up. Todd's older brother is Owen Snyder. Okay. He was crew chief for Al Jr. with the uh, Domino's, Domino's car mm -hmm. when he won Indy. Valvoline car. Crap. Well, you're there's both. You're, 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 you could be right here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Well, was working for exactly. you. got the sponsors right. <laughs> hey, they were <laughs> free pizza. Yeah, I mean, that was all good. We're working for you. We got free Yeah. Bring the pie. We're good. <laughs> so, um, Owen Snyder was a bad, mm -hmm. and Jim McQueen was stepdad, and he was a USAC 
Hero Crew Chief and Outlaw Crew Chief. Jim's a really great guy, had race cars forever. So Todd and I grew up together and we're buddies from young age. Mm -hmm. That Bobby Hillen Jr. guy that I mentioned earlier, yep. he came up from Texas because dad built cars for his dad. So he'd come up and spend summers with us and live with us in Indiana all summer long. And that happened for, I don't know, two or three years. We had a blast. I mean, fun stuff. I went to Midland with him, but he spent he, most of the time in Indy with us. Because he did, he raced some Indy cars, didn't he, Bobby Hillen? No. Never he ran Indy okay. cars. No. Um, so I was going to say, uh, I, we all know he rates cup cars. Yes. But yes. Number eight. Number eight. Number eight. Number eight. Exactly. Yeah. With this stuff on it. Yeah. Oh, that stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Teammate to Bobby. That's right. Yes. He ran out of 12 car, too, I believe, for a little while. When Bobby was hurt. Bobby yeah. sure could be, yeah. Yeah. I think he ran out. I think I have some pictures of him in a 12 car. Yeah, we just kind of had fun growing up, had you know, great times. So Todd Snyder and I. We went to New Bremen, Ohio, and we can't get around to either one of our race cars. And Jim McQueen had Siebert's cars. They had heroes driving. Mm -hmm. Bob East was in the second Siebert car, and it was one of my dad's spring front cars. Right. And there really wasn't anybody working on Bob's car because he was a B team. So Todd and I, two young brats, not old enough to be in the pit area, getting kicked out of the pits regularly. And the <laughs> sheriff walked us down to one end and kicked us out. We'd run back down, back over the fence, come back in. So we keep busting our butts. And at the end of the night, we won the feature at New Bremen with Bob East driving over my dad's car with Poncho, mm. McQueen's car with, I think, Bubby Jones or mm. one of the superheroes yeah. in it, and us two 14-year-old kids. Wrench this thing to the wind. Perfect. And we're, you know, victory lane, and here comes the team, and Bob reaches out, puts arm around both of us, and, all right, boys, these, these two kids right here got kicked out of the pits all day long. They busted their home. These are super something, yeah. something, right? They were sprint cars. Sprint cars. Sprint, sprint cars. Okay. Yes, sir. Jeez. And uh, had a great day that day. You know, just a whole bunch of neat little, and Bob East is the owner of Beast Midgets. Yeah. Um, and sprint cars, Jim Burke cars, a little bit of everything. Later on, he started building those cars out of Dad's shop. He's, he drove for Bob Coulter in California, and Dad built all the cars for them. So they were friends for a while. That friendship kind of hit the rocks when business dealings went wrong. So we're going to so, fast forward you here. At what yeah. point did you become a wheelman? Because I know you you had your your share of races. I have a share of crashes. Well, let's talk about the races. Okay. <laughs> I, did, I was the crash test dummy for Simpson for okay. a long time. Okay. But no, I started in my senior year of high school. Um, I started out with my sprint car at Paragon. I had the car for a while before that, built a car that had been crashed, put it back together. Dad saw they put enough initiative into it and helped me come up with an engine and parts and pieces. And we, I gathered up enough of his junk and found stuff and put a car together, mm -hmm. some good, some bad. And, um, you know, he appreciated the fact I put the effort into it. So around 15, 16, I was putting my first car together. 15 because right. I had Jimmy White drive it and then Brad Marvel and a few other guys. So you own? I own, I was a car owner. Okay, you were a car yeah, owner at 15 years old. Bad idea. Got it. Nowadays, NASCAR car owners, yeah. those guys make a little bit of money. Sure. Rest of us, now that, that's just a good way yeah, to spend so, a lot of money. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised and I know you drove. I'm, you, you never had an inkling to become a spotter, huh? I spotted Especially for, as many times you crashed. You know, Stevie yeah. Reeves, you know, he's. Dude. No kidding. We used to have, we used mean, to have a Stevie Reeves is in it. Yeah. Andy Stapp is in it. <laughs> Andy Houston's in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're all spotters. And I'm kidding. Not, no. we, we never threw your name. Right, right, right. It's all these spotters. They, yeah, they become spotters. They become spotters. And I, I don't get me wrong. I I worked with Houston for a long yeah. time. I love him to death. Oh, yeah, Houston's awesome. But it's like both family. Do you think that these spotters that have wrecked so much, do, do mean they it? drive them into the crash, maybe? <laughs> Is it them? No. They, I don't I won't go. Steve will say for yeah. sure it wasn't him. He's perfect. Oh, yeah. He, he never. He doesn't ever oh, screw yeah. up. He, he never even crashed. crashed. No, he was no. something broke or exactly. something. Exactly. <laughs> Always somebody else's crash. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> I was talking him and Timmy Kitch or Jimmy Kitchens. Jimmy Kitchens is in it. Tell their stories about the racing. Now they're spotters. We'd be like... So you guys are spotting? Okay, it's good. It's fine. It's all good. It's all, Timmy Fito has another one. Timmy Fito is in it. So these guys are all, but that's good because they have the knowledge and, you know, they can they can identify what they're going through. So at what point did you put on the helmet in the Nomex? Um, I'm sorry to change it. No, that's fine. That's good. I have to revert back just for a second. Sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I did spot. I spotted for Kyle Petty when we were at Sapco. Okay. I spotted for Jerry Nadeau when we were at Hendrick. Okay. Once I got away from Hendrick and got the DEI, I 
didn't tell them I knew how to drive a truck. I didn't tell them I knew how to spot it. You know, I went in there and told them that I'm a welder fabricator. Yeah, I can barely do things together. That's the extent of it. Tony Senior came to me a few days in and had a NASCAR license application. So I went to my toolbox, got a red sharpie, and I wrote declined across it. Yeah. I gave it back to Pop's white beard and white hair and a bright red face. He looked at me like, what the hell is this? I said, I don't have one of those. You can't send me to the track but four times. Right. And the first time you send me the track, I'm going to go work at McDonald's from here on out because I'm not going back. Just but, want to go work to the track of the track? Or? Dude. Okay, that's fine. I don't want to. Okay. we got to be nice. No, it's just. But those big jalopies were so doggone boring to watch. Compared to. You couldn't drag me to a race. If it ran those things in my backyard, I'd close the blinds and leave. But compared to what compared you Compared to cars. Compared to race cars. Race cars. Yeah. But then stuff. Okay. And Indy cars. Sure, Indy cars. All right. We may have talked about it before, but if you consider something that's 34 or 3,500 pounds to be mm -hmm. a race car, you have to consider a 350 pound woman to be a supermodel, and I can't do it. Got it. Okay, much much those fourteen hundred pounds on our heavy cars. Pretty good analogy, right there. I mean, not a race car. Not a race car. Not a race car. Not a supermodel. So, at what point did you put on the helmet with Nomex? My senior year in high school. Okay, so you jumped in. Yeah. Was Brad Marvel got a USAC ride? Got it. And we were going to Paragon, and he bailed out on me on Thursday, Paragon on Saturday night, and he's like, "Hey, you're running yours because I'm going to drive for Jesse Plummer." So I'm going to run his stuff at Terre Haute on Sunday. Right. So we're going to put you in. And um, I had been, this is a cool deal. I hope my mom isn't listening. We lived in Brownsburg, Indiana. Short little ride to Indianapolis from mm -hmm. where we were, 15, 20 minutes. Lou Henchman, Henchman Fire Suits. Mr. Henchman made one of the earliest fire suits for my grandpa, mm -hmm. grandfather. I just bought it back at an auction a while back. Yeah. We have it back in the family. It's actually at Henchman on display. Um, Neat, cool stuff. Mr. Henchman did fire suits for my grandpa and for my dad. Well, if you are a second generation driver, your first one was free. Mm. I found that out when I went down there to buy my first one. Got it. But I um, went down there and I had all Henchman fire suits and Simpson helmets the whole time, Simpson gloves. I always had Henchman fire suits the whole time I raced. Because those guys, they started things, they made things happen. They were great. Um, so when I had my car and I wasn't old enough to race it, I snuck away one day at lunchtime and I was gone for a few hours and everybody searched around for me, couldn't find me and I was down to Henchman's. So I'd gone picked up Paul Romine and Mr. Henchman and we went to Shapiro's Delicatessen downtown Indy mm -hmm. and had a great lunch at the Jewish Delicatessen down there. Right. And back and Mr. Henchman measured me all up and a couple weeks later he called and my suit was ready and I drove myself back down there and got that. And by the way, I'm still underage, don't have a driver's license. At this yeah, you're 15. Yeah. Yeah. That was my 15, next question. 16, didn't have a driver's license. <clears throat> Drove my pickup truck down the, in the Indy, picked them up, went to lunch, whole deal. Went back, got my fire suit. Yeah, yeah normal stuff. You sure. have to, at least you didn't have to sit on like a telephone book. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. I was on pillows. I was big. You a big mustache on. <laughs> Trench coat and glasses. <laughs> now you can grow a mustache in five hours. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your ASA So my first race at Harrigan, Marvel right. tells me, hey, it's young. We get down there, we're talking. Actually, back up a little bit. Mom wanted to know where I was. Uh, hey, I had to run some errands in Indy. Well, the second time, two weeks later, Mr. Henchman called, my fire suit was ready. I snuck away, went down, had lunch with him again, came mm -hmm. back. And I hung my fire suit on the coat rack in mom's office upstairs in the shop. Mm. Mom cried for two weeks. Did not want her kid to be a race car driver. Totally sat there and got through the tears and looked at me one day. And she said, a mother has two fears that her son's going to grow up to be. One is queer. The other one is the race car driver. Why the hell weren't you queer? Honest to God, that came out of my mom's mouth. A different time. This was back in the earlier days. Back when you could say this. Back when you just did it. I don't know how you can say it now. But that was your exact time. You're reading a story here. Tell your tale. So this is my exact analogy. And so, yeah, so we got a paradigm the first night out. And. Yeah, you were in this like rainbow fire suit. No, was traditional, straight up hitch, but she was right. Had I known she said that, I'd have Go back to your race, David. You get in the car, let's get to that. We're running the heat race, and I'm working with a guy, racing with a guy named Mark Cummins from southern Indiana. His first race also. 
we're getting braver and braver and braver all the time. I finally get to the point where you can run that thing in a corner and stay on the throttle and keep it turned around because mm-hmm. I'd lose the, off the throttle, lose the front end up the racetrack. Well, I'm running with Mark and we come off turn four and all of a sudden he ducks down and goes away and I run right into the end of the concrete wall that starts the grandstand <laughs> That's your first and tumble race. that baby down the front straightaway. That was my first race. Welcome to right first concussion. Yeah. Sure. Not me goofy <laughs> enough that tune. And uh, yeah, I was, yeah, it was bad. So, um, you got back in again, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. Okay, that's what I thought. That same mom that was right. worried about my so, sexual orientation yeah. and all that, uh, or not worried about it, but wishing, okay, um, she, in a short time, was promising me, it'll be okay, we'll get you a new race car. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, like, very, very short what time later, mom. we called we'll James car, son. Right. Yeah. We called James. We can't get cars. you a new head, but we'll get you a new race car. <laughs> exactly. We can't help your brain there. Right. Right. We're going to get you a car. We'll get your brain. Fuck it. <laughs> yes. So by the time my um, cobwebs all sorted out, <laughs> right. I got a new right. J&J Sprint car sitting there at the shop. Right. And this is cool because I went through and we polished. It was pearl white, candy apple blue, lettered right. up really cool. And I polished every aluminum piece on it shiny. Wasted an extra couple weeks putting it together, polishing everything. And you know what's really wild about it? I learned about that. In three weeks, four weeks, all those polished parts were bent and destroyed. <laughs> and I was on, you know, just bolt that baby back together and get to the track. So, so you're consistent with your success on the track. Dude, I'm well, going to But at least that time it wasn't, you know, where the hell am I? And somebody answered that sure, phone, Sure, yeah, right? exactly, yeah. Well, yeah, we don't, yeah. Things were just bent a little bit. Yeah. So how long did you drive for? How long were you going to drive? I started in 83 and I was done in 91. All right, that's a good run. Not really. Well, I mean, it's a good know, long time. You had a couple of wins in there, I'm you sure. You realize, oh, yes. oh yeah, we have a few in there. there you you won. Won. So you won races. Right. First one I ever won is Jeff Gordon Kidder in second. So yeah, that was so. a good deal in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Okay. Have a good night. But uh, we ran a trophy dash one night. It was really cool at Kokomo. And I was the only non-Kinser in the trophy dash. Trophy dash, four cars, four laps. And we won the trophy dash. And it was Bob Kinser, Steve's mm-hmm. dad. Yep. Sheldon. Right. And another Kinzer. Yeah, another Kinzer. Okay, but, but yeah. you won it. But we won it. We won the, yeah, it was a non-Kinzer in the trophy dash, and we won that one. That was kind of a cool accomplishment. Warren needs another beer. I'll, I'll go buy her My brother just said beer bucket is getting low. Jim, it's not low. Low. Oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's it. Good night, everybody. Right. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. All right, so, so you, won, you won some races. Any championships in there? Or just no. Classes? All right, no. so we, you raced with Jeff Gordon. You raced with... Some guy named Tony Stewart, too? Tony Stewart. Okay. Um, actually, no. I take it back. I did not ever race with... Yeah, I did ever race with Tony. You yeah, saw the picture, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. Him. we yeah. ran some shows together okay. early in his career. Right. Mike Bliss. Mike Bliss. Uh, oh, there's a good name. Andy Hillenberg. Yep. Came yep. out and ran ARCA yep. races. Ran with Andy a lot. Yep. Andy drove for me a few times when I was hurt and couldn't drive. Dad called him one day. Hey, Drew, you want to run my stuff at uh, Bloomington tonight? Absolutely. No doubt. I'll see you there. And he had no idea who had just called him, but he was going to be a Bloomington with his own bag. <laughs> so dad called him back a little while later when we realized that, hey, he might not even know who he's driving for. So dad called him back. Hey, Drew, um, you're just going to run my stuff, but do you have any idea who you're talking to? Nope. Dad said, well, how do we got to figure this out? I was going to walk around with my helmet back until somebody so called me over. The guy. He said, well, this is Steve Stapp. Oh, hell yeah, I'd be happy to drive. Yeah, Bopper, love to drive your stuff. Right. So then it was all game on. But. Uh, real quick, we have a question from uh, Dave Chanette. Did you ever, did you run a televised series? I absolutely ran it Thursday Night Thunder stuff. Okay. I could crash on national television just the same way I can with a few people watching. Hey, man, TV's time is TV's Thursday Night Thunder. Yeah, Thursday Night Thunder. So where were those tracks that you ran? Indianapolis Raceway Park, Manchester, Salem. Yep. Santa Fe Speedway in Chicago. Yeah, it was TNN, was right? Am I no, it was ESPN. 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 Terry Langer and Danny Lake. Were you ever on TNN? There was TNN, yes. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they did a full World of Outlaw series on okay. there. We ran some races on TNN as well. Yeah, we ran, uh, we ran a little bit TNN. of TNN. I, I, I miss TNN. Someone so bring TNN worked, back. I worked, I worked for TNN and TNT back in the day when it was starting. Yeah. They TNN did a great job. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, they were neat. Yeah. And then we were talking earlier today, they ran the Jaguars. The Crash uh, Fastmaster series. Fastmaster. They yeah, look that up, kids. But they ran a V six rear engine Jaguar at Indianapolis Raceway Park. Wow. Set up a little chicane, a little road course. Didn't field, it, like and they Bobby Allison and, and like yes. mm-hmm. was that well, that car? That or? was that car. Okay. They brought okay. back all these heroes. Yes, the yes. Rutherford, yep. all these it guys. Was this crate and they were semi open wheel or all open? No, they were totally enclosed. 
enclosed but they, they body. Were weird looking. They, they were, were yeah, weird. they were all swoopy and yeah. But they weren't remember like, those really things. fast. It was like on street tires, <laughs> and <laughs> they started out with like thirteen or fourteen of them, and they were down to like five or six by the end of it. They were putting cars back together and everything else from pieces because mm-hmm. every one of them got destroyed. Yeah. So we tagged it the Crash Master series instead of the Fast Masters. I remember that because they were like the. They were like the semi feature to the right. yes to the Thursday Night Thunder. Right. And it was like, what is this? And it's like they were limited horsepower. Right. And they weren't very fast, and exactly. they had these old guys in there. And I think did you say Rutherford and yep. Johnny Rodgers and were there. So can we say it was like SRX? I ain't saying that. Expert. I'm just I saying. Beating up I, that, yeah. I'm not saying. I mean, Let's that's see what, how they that, do. That's what they're doing. The it, Superstar well, Racing Experience. See where they go with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, it's something else out there. It's interesting. The names that they're bringing back I mean, into that. I thought of that mm-hmm. when right. I heard about right. this. You know, okay. this kind of this yeah. IROC Race of Champion series that is yeah. going to depend on the car. Sure. You know, those cars were yeah. Tony Erie Jr. at Fury's building. I, I know he is. That's a little Talked to Ray about it the other day over at his shop. Mm-hmm. Our neighbors to us at Detroit Speed okay. around the corner. Stopped in and uh, they had they had a really neat Corvette um, SCCA car. They were getting ready to go to Atlanta and have some fun. So nice. I just got to pick on Ray for a few minutes. He's a busy guy. He's on top of things. But right. So my God, is he fun to listen to and so talk to? Our oh, friend in New Jersey says Fastmasters, uh, made for TV race series, ESPN 1993. Drivers over 50 years old. There you go. That's what it was. That's it. So, you and I could drive. We all think all three of us could drive that. We could drive that. He left out successful drivers. <laughs> Y'all oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I'm out at, too. I'm over 50 and I'm out too. At, yeah. Ash, I've got what? like three wins in SECA. I've got uh, enduro experience. So Experience. That's it. Crashing too. I want it Road okay. America. We got really did this, right? That's my See? claim to fame. That's your claim to fame. <laughs> I thought your championships and some five hundreds were pretty good too. But behind well, the wheel. That would be a fabricator. Okay, for that's Check, behind the wheel. Here, when you can't drive, right. you fabricate. Exactly right. That's exactly. what we do. That's, yes. I, I fabricate You can't words. do this. You do this. You do this. You do this. You do this. Exactly right. It's perfect. Yeah. Unfortunately, and you know, we're not in a small group. No. no there's no driving some bitches that can fabricate. Yeah. Right. And I, I mentioned that before. You know, when I got here in 98... Um, and, and I would talk to people. I'm talking to this guy. I'm talking to him. Oh, yeah, I drove this or I drove that or I drove late mile stock back home or I drove this mm-hmm. or I drove that. And you go, wow, I'm not I'm not anything special. No. Everybody no. down. Everybody. Almost everybody Somewhere. here that you worked with or working. It's got behind the wheel. Got behind the wheel. And not just behind the wheel. And, and don't take this bad. Right. Of a like a street stock or an enduro car. Mm-hmm. No, a, a real race but, car. Like a and, high level. Yeah, at a higher level right and you know either we all ran out of money or talent some of us ran out of both <laughs> right. so, i can tell you but, my dad had a really successful trucking company and i made it a non-profit organization <laughs> so you know, he worked like hell to make enough money for me to crash it. i'll say it like this i my parents didn't have a lot of money we did this on a shoestring budget right. but there was plenty of times when I ran out of talent, and it wasn't because of the money I had. It right. was because of, uh-oh, I just did that. I way too deep in this car. And you know, you know yourself as a as someone who drove. You're going into this car, and you're like, oh, this ain't gonna be good. <laughs> this is gonna hurt. And something's gonna hurt. Warren, the way I explain that, that's experience. When I was brand new, young, didn't know any better, new right. in a sprint car, and they put me in a 410 non-wing open sprint car. I'd go in the corner, I'd screw up, I'd crash, I'd be upside down, hanging from the roll cage in the corner on the seatbelt. Later on, as I got experience, I knew at the flag stand that when I got in turn one, I was going to be upside down hanging from the seatbelt. <laughs> That's the only difference. You know it sooner. You don't change anything about the way you're going to do it. You don't yeah. drive that bitch off in there like there's no tomorrow. And then when it goes wrong, it goes wrong. But at least at the flag stand, you need to hang on a little tighter. I've got a question from Las Vegas for you, for you, Andy. Uh, what track would you like to see IndyCars race? What track? Ooh. I'm going to tell you, the Indy 500, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, is just, when you've been there, the, everything that goes along with that, 
the experience of it is great. I've mm-hmm. uh, been there as a crew member. Mm-hmm. Been there as we've run the Brickyard race and should have would have won that when they do quite a few years ago right. on my Colligan car. Indy is Indy, and it's the it's the epitome of any place you can run an Indy car. But it's your hallowed ground. It yeah, is. Hallowed ground. But I'm gonna tell you, I used to go to Bell Island up in Detroit, Michigan, mm-hmm. and watch Michael Andretti run the street course at Bell Isle. And you go stand, I'm nearsighted. I gotta stand next to the track. I gotta see these things up close. But you listen to his footwork and you listen to what's going on. You listen to him just tickle the red limiter. You listen to everything that goes that and Michael Andretti would flick that thing around like it was a go-kart and a big old, you know, not heavy, but big old Still a big long track, little cart, track. Yeah. But a little tight joint. And he just he was thoroughly impressive. It was a Italian guy, Andrea Montramini. And that cat's feet move faster than anybody I've ever seen. And what a cool little guy. And he'd come up, the same thing, tickle rev limiter, bang gears, and just go through stuff. It was phenomenal to watch him race, but he drove for teams that didn't have any money. And he never made it as a superstar, and he just didn't have a big backing. But um, Belle Isle was great. I'm not necessarily a full-on street course guy, but that and Long Beach put on some really, really good races. Um, I miss Milwaukee. Milwaukee was another great oval track for the IndyCars. And I miss Milwaukee. Wow, thanks. I, I mean, uh, I used to go there as a kid and watch them all the time, that Bettenhausen Classic. And, yes. And, uh, you know, I would never say it was a boring race because there was so much strategy involved there, you know, that that, that race on that little track for them cars would be, it was tough for them to right. negotiate each other, but it's flat. It's not banked. Right. And... The strategy there would, would, would play out so good, you'd see guys that they're like, oh, is he going to win? Oh, is he going to win? Right. Gonna win? Exactly. And, and, and that's, I mean, that's what I used to get out of that place. I don't know. Now I'm going to back up one more thing. I would, the thing I'd like to see the most is I'd like to see every series get away from radial tires and go back to bias fly tires. Why is that? Because we go back to having race cars and race car drivers. Got it. Bias fly tire, you can work it, you can overheat it, you can piss it off, you can mm-hmm. screw your whole day up, mm-hmm. you can run that baby sideways. It's not this radial thing where it has to be at just a certain point. I mean, all the finesses there. Take all of Indy cars, Formula One cars, our sprint cars and midgets are still on bias fly tires, but we're on radials. Take the big cars, take the F1 cars. Let's go back to bias fly tires. Change the racing back to what we've been missing. Get rid of the wings, get the arrow off of them, and get them back to where it's a driver and having to use his feet and his brain mm-hmm. to hook the car up and make it go fast. Okay, yeah. I'm going to agree with you 110% on the bias ply tires. Thank you, Warren. Because when I was growing up and we watched the bias ply races and we were at the bias ply races, you'd, you'd watch the guys be able to, you could be dead sideways and you're, you're killing your tires right. still. <clears throat> But you could still save the car. Yes. Now on a radio, they're so snappy loose, or, yes. or they're so they have no the g the, the lateral g force they cannot take compared to a bias ply. Right. A bias ply will wear out. It'll be junk. Mm-hmm. But guess what? That's up to you to take care of that tire as a driver. As a driver, so it puts it back in your hand and, and puts it back in your hand. And I I like that. I thought the same thing. When when we went to radials in the, in the, in it, I think in the eighties, mm-hmm. early eighties, mid eighties. Whenever we went to radials in NASCAR, I I hated. It. I was yeah. like, Thank you, kid. this is this is ruining it. They're killing Thank it. You. you know the 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 Mark Martin can't he can't run tires at at you know Rockingham anymore and and hold everybody off exactly. and save them. And then everybody else just comes and goes, and it. Yeah. No, I, I I agree with that. I, I hate the radials. Yeah, Mark I, Martin I, is a whole other deal. That guy is phenomenal. What number one? What a cool <clears throat> little fellow he is. Well, and that's the talent. He's a tire. You know, it, I work with a guy similar to him. Brad knows how to save his tire. Yes. You know, Brad Keselowski mm-hmm. is a tire saving genius. Yes. And some of these guys can do it. Some of these guys can't. But Mark was really good at it. I when you we were in ASA you could do it and it was because of the bias play time. Right. That's where he learned that from. Mm-hmm. And you know, I remember being in a in a uh Hoosier trailer with a tape measure. It's ninety five degrees. <laughs> Jimmy Benny sends me in there and he right. says, I need eighty five and a half 
and I need 85 and three quarter. <laughs> yeah. Don't come out until you got five of each. Five of each. 85 and a half and right. 85 and three quarter. Right. Yeah. A quarter nice. inch of stagger on one of Yes. Wow. Dude, you realize when a sprint car rolls out with usually like 12 uh, they, to 14? They were ASA tires. Yeah, so. I understand. And I, that might have just been right side. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. That's you probably, know what I mean? That's probably off. Uh, wow. That was just a stagger. I don't even remember. I was a kid. All another, right. Another wings are here. Another okay, so, we so wait a minute. So the one wing challenge is a little different because Andy, hold up your hand, requested yes. that his uh, sausage fingers oh. can't hold uh, wings. So we, he said, can we get bonus? So I said, well, if he's going to get bonus, we're going to get bonus. We get bonus. So here right. we go. So okay. the flavor tonight. Frisco wanted, but we should have got bonus for Frisco. Yeah, so we'll, we will next And mac time. and cheese. And what else is he? Chase? What else is yeah. he? What else is he's he? He's a bonus guy, too? Yeah, oh, yeah. A, I don't like he, it. Peanut butter jelly. He was here. Never yeah. had a hot dog. Um, so the, I grew up with some the flavor day. The flavor today is Cajun barbecue. Okay. Boneless. So, and these are boneless. And these are from, we used to be called Sports Page. Now it's called Village Tap House, and it's uh, on uh, 150 in Perth. In Perth, uh, Amy, who was the general the Harris Theater parking lot, bought it. Harris Theater parking lot. She bought it. The menu's out, and um, so I said, "Well, stop in, give her a little plug, because she's the new owner." So stop in here in the Mooresville area. Go see her and tell them. Let uh, me get a napkin. Tim and Warren napkins. Napkin. I got, well, I don't want to mess no, up. No, don't mess up your shirt. Oh, there. Sure. Uh, no Tim doubt. and Warren sent you from Pub Table Racers. I told her we were featuring tonight, so. All right, so don't, don't touch the bowl. Do touch the, the bowl. Sure. Ah, the bowl's hot. The bowl's hot. I got gotcha. yes. uh, Tell Andy Carbon Kenny says hi. <laughs> Carbon Kenny. Okay, perfect. Thank you. There's perfect. a racing son of a gun right here. Okay. That guy builds such bitching cool stuff all the time. What kind of stuff? I don't, all carbon fiber okay. trick stuff. Yeah. He right. even has a wheel for a midget. The wheel and tire and everything weighs like nothing. They I love going by see Kenny. I don't get to do it very often, but I love to go by and see him. He had uh, an ad the other day looking for, um, I think, a new young helper in the shop. Yeah. And I'm trying to get my oldest son to go over and see him because Sam, unlike me, is quiet and really puts his head down and works hard. He'd yeah. be a great guy. So that's Kenny's carbon. Carbon. Yeah, carbon. Right over there. Absolutely. Okay, you know what? Oh, they're good. These are good. These are good. Cajun barbecue. And there's no sticks. From village uh, tap house. Hmm. I'm surprised. I forgot something we never got before. So these are the boneless ones. See, Tim okay, Ling. Jim Ling, I know it's on a buffalo wing. We, we talked about that. We've done 40 shows. Right. We can do it like this. We can do it like this. We're going we're gonna to rate it as a boneless wing. Right. Not as a buffalo right. wing. Right. Yeah, so take that wing. We'll start a new thing right. where we rate boneless, <laughs> bone in and bone out. <laughs> It's all my fault. I like it. Don't laugh at that, Dad. You went south on me. I didn't know that. I was laughing at the taste. <laughs> it's a good taste. Sure. I said bone in, bone out. I don't know what that means. I like, I like large-breasted chickens that have no bones in them. They okay. just lay around. Right. No, yeah. That's my kind of chicken. I want to bones out to eat. All right. So, anyhow. Um, right. Flavor. They're usually expensive. Flavor. Flavor. <laughs> and this is what flavor <laughs> I like the flavor. I love the flavor. Can you for, a, for a boneless yeah. wing, for a boneless wing, I'm going to give them a four three. Four two. What's your scale? One to five. One to five. One point three. You can do four point three. And, uh, three point eight. With that's. Uh, I got to tell you, real chicken, real it real right meat. It chicken is real. Out. Yeah, Not real right on yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're getting a four eight from me. Four eight from Andy. Who yeah. Knows? Matter of fact, this fat kid might stop there on the way home. <laughs> they have wings too. Oh, yeah, oh they are. <laughs> it's not a. First of all, we should get this straight. Uh oh. This is not a McNugget. No. No. This is a. This Real. is a slice of a breast. Right. Mm -hmm. This is a piece of white meat chicken yep. that they've sliced up and turned into Good. a uh, boneless yeah, piece of chicken. Okay. That's uh, lightly breaded right. and very well flavored. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. Very yeah, good. You don't have to mess with taking anything back out. No. You don't no. have to go through all the garbage that's attached to the, to the bone. You don't have to have stuff left over. I like my steaks the same way. Sirloin yeah. or filet, yeah. you cut yeah. it, you're done. I have a big buffalo following. Oh, hey, sorry. <laughs> Never mind. I'm just kidding. Wings are great. That's you know, fine. I'm just kidding. On, I'm just kidding. On chickens and right. uh, chicken wings. No, no, no race cars. Okay, so Ling, we don't do. We go, we go hardcore. No dipping sauce. We just take pure flavor here. So anyhow, that's it. 
Um, yeah, we're all dips. We're all dips. Yes. We're dip-free here. <laughs> um, Andy, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. We're at the top of the hour here. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. Your story's been thank incredible. You. Yes. Your history in the sport in Indy and midget racing, sprint cars, is phenomenal. And um, I Can, I, can I say this? Sure, please. Um, I actually want to have him back on again at some point in time. Right. Because we have more to we, talk we have, about. We've barely touched on it tonight. I generally don't ever get invited back anywhere. This is great. <laughs> Can we do? Can I throw one more thing in here for your yes, listeners? Sure, yeah. Please go to this. Explain the family a whole lot. Please go to YouTube mm-hmm. and do a little quick search for Colonel John Paul Stapp. What is it? He Colonel John Colonel? Paul Stapp. Got it. Colonel John. He Paul was Stapp. a colonel oh, in the Air Force. Okay. Right? He was the first ever crash test dummy. Mm-hmm. He was working on figuring out at what speed they could eject pilots out of the jet airplanes safely without killing them. And he, he volunteered for that? He did the whole thing. He volunteered for every test. Wow. They had a rocket sled that ran 639 mile an hour and came to a stop in a little over a second. Tried to blow his eyes out of his head. Chase, I got a job for you! <laughs> and Colonel Staff was absolute unreal. And he, and how's he uh, as we're trying to figure it out, he was my grandfather's cousin as we're looking at it okay. figuring it up right now. Perfect. They have a annual Staff car crash convention all over the United States. You got it. Like as if I wasn't the perfect Grand Marshal. <laughs> we got invited. My sister and I got invited to come to Savannah right. and hit the 55th annual. Good. Um, great people. They're represented by National Transportation Safety Board. Uh, every crash test dummy manufacturer is there. Right. All the major auto manufacturers are there. Right. The people from the Children's Hospital in Philadelphia were there. Uh, European, all over everywhere. Wow. like 250, 300 people yeah. in this convention. And they rotated around all over the country, different places, and amazing stuff goes on. They talk about, and they're all into the safety. Mm-hmm. So Colonel John Paul Stapp was very large about getting seatbelts in cars. Got nice. It. I am the one in the family that does not wear a seatbelt when he drives anywhere he goes. Why? I won't start in a race car without him, okay. but I don't use him in a street car. <clears throat> I don't know. I drive someone like an who, idiot. Someone it's rolled like over. It's a safety um, thing. I, I, just, take, I will take that seatbelt as someone rolled over one time. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have a I great, put mine every time. great show. Great show, guy. Thanks, Andy, for the great stories. Thank you, Andy. Um, they want to have you back on. Uh, great show. Good night. Uh, Zoanne, Thank you. you. Uh, Shelly? Sure. Good night. Absolutely. Good night, Dick. Good night, Grace. Good night, Dick. There we go. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Uh, yeah, speak of YouTube. Check out this will be on there uh, by tomorrow. Our YouTube channel. Thank you. Awesome. Wow. Hey, another great show. Great Thank show. You so much, everybody, yeah, for tuning in. It. We appreciate it. We do this every Tuesday night, and Warren, I think the guests we've had have been fantastic. Phenomenal. And the people that are following us, we appreciate it. We're reaching forty-two thousand people a month. Can you believe that? And uh, we appreciate you watching. Right. And, uh, We're having fun. Hope everybody else enjoys it. That's it. It's just a fun show. A bucket of beer. Guys sitting around talking about it. So keep tuning in. We appreciate it. Check out our store and everything. But, um, we appreciate you people. And uh, we will see you next week. Right, my friend? Yes, sir. All right. See you next week. <laughs>